Good morning, Trains Nation. Today is Friday, February 14th, 2020, all day until midnight. We're so glad you could join us. And happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Rob. Happy Valentine's Day, Steve. Uh, would you introduce yourself to the audience? I am Rob McGonigal, editor of Classic Trains Magazine. And uh, Rob is here to help me discuss a story. But first, we have some other stories that kind of blew up on us in the past 24 hours, literally. One of them is a CSX ethanol train in eastern Kentucky. I don't know if you heard about this I one. I did hear about that, yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's rather sad. There was a, uh, a crew on the train. They, uh, they are recovering from injuries they mm. sustained in the derailment with a mudslide into a river and stuff blew up around them. But mm. we don't know if they are okay other than that they are alive and recovering from the injuries. So we believe they're okay. Say a prayer for them today. Eastern, uh, the eastern section of Canadian National's network is now closed. Mm. Canadian National, yes, that Canadian National, the railroad in Canada, from Ontario to the Maritimes is shut down. Via Rail Canada is also shut down throughout the entire country. Why? There are protesters who are protesting a crude oil pipeline, no, natural gas pipeline, mm. a natural gas pipeline uh, going through uh, First Nations territory uh, I believe in British Columbia, but it might right. have been another province uh, or territory. And they are effectively shutting down the Canadian rail network until they can have, uh, until the government and the crude oil company or natural gas company agree to their terms. Stories on Newswire today. Uh, we have another story this week. Uh, the Reading and Northern yeah. is going yeah. back to Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. That's good. That's good. Great, great location. Great market. Yep. Yeah. Glad they, glad they ironed that out. Yes, it was a it was a tax problem mm -hmm. that 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 was uh, up between. I think the local the, I think the local government, the city of Jim Thorpe or the town of Jim Thorpe, was trying to charge an amusement tax on the railroad. Right, right. And the railroad said, "Screw this, we're yeah. out of here." Yeah. So they called their bluff, basically. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, it was kind of kind of crazy. Um, I don't, Rob. I don't know if you've formed an opinion on this. The Acela is coming to town, sort of. That's right. Well, not quite. 90 miles away, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Chicago. Yeah, it'll be on, uh, there's a uh, display set for it mm -hmm. uh, in Chicago next Tuesday, I believe it is. Mm -hmm. um, it, the train, first train set is making its way from uh, New York State, where it was built, to, uh, to the Colorado uh, test track. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're having a, a display of it in a Union Station in Chicago. And uh, that's really exciting. I mean, it's not every it day you get to, get to uh, see a brand new 150-mile-an-hour uh, train. Yeah, so a high-speed train built in the U.S. of A. That's right. Yeah, so that's going to be fun. Uh, we also have stories up this week on rail traffic, which is sinking, unfortunately, but just mm -hmm. read it. Lots of red. And uh, the, the Department of Transportation budget looks like cuts to both Amtrak and the Federal Railroad Administration and some restructuring of things, so stories on Newswire. But the really big story, the one that is breaking um, for all the country and for the rail fan world out there, hmm. is the East Broadtop. In basics, a, a new not-for-profit organization organized by Wick Mormon and several others, Henry Posner and, and others, lots of name individuals, they've bought the East Broadtop and they're going to resurrect it. Rob, what do you think about that? I think it's fantastic. It's 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 on the order of magnitude of the big boy in terms of rail rail preservation holy grails. I mean, this is for 60 years, ever since the EBT was was revived as a tourist railroad, yeah. we've been hoping that it could be saved. Uh, thank goodness it was kind of kept intact, preserved in ether, but uh, over the years it's deteriorated, and deteriorated, and it was in danger of being lost just by yeah. by by from natural causes. Uh, but it's been saved, and that's huge. That is huge. 
Now this is, now correct me, it's a three-foot gauge. Three-foot gauge, 30-some miles uh, south of uh, Mount Union, Pennsylvania, in the south-central part of the state. Uh, built to haul coal in uh, mid-late mid 19th century. Um, and uh, kind of a completely intact railroad. Um, had their own steam locomotives. They home-built a motor car mm -hmm. uh, from Bill, Brill they, plans. Um, they had their own shops. They had their own roundhouse. Right, right. And passenger it's all equipment. still there. It's all still there. And uh, and you can remind our our, our, our our viewers it had been preserved for a while under the Kowalczyk family, who who had agreed who had bought it. They're scrappers. They're a family of scrappers. That's their business, um, but had agreed not to scrap it to try and preserve it for the community. Well, they recognized the historic importance of it, and uh, to their credit, uh, they just kind of sat on it for. Well, they bought it in 1956, mm -hmm. so you know since then. Uh, it's been owned by the Kowalczyks, and uh, they haven't really been making any money off it, except uh, during that period when it ran as a tourist railroad, which probably wasn't that lucrative. Right. But it kept kept the blood flowing, uh, at least on a limited limited basis. Um, but uh, it looks like it's really uh, it's really going to happen now, yeah. which is great. That, that's fantastic. Yeah. We're going to have we're going to have several stories up on trains. In fact, several stories are up now about the history of the railroad and pretty pictures of the railroad. There's a photo gallery at uh, Classic Trains mm -hmm. that's live, and we're going to be um, covering this throughout the day. Rob, I wanted to also ask you about the East Broadtop. Now, it's a narrow gauge railroad in the eastern United States. I mean, far eastern United States. I mean, it's it's only a, a stone's throw away from from Pennsylvania Railroad electrified network from you know east-west uh, four. Um, four-track mainline. What place does a railroad like the East Broadtop have in American railroading history? Well, it's, uh, it is kind of an anomaly being a, a long-lasting eastern narrow gauge. There were, we tend to think of narrow gauge as being in the west because yeah, the, Colorado, the Rio Grande narrow yeah, gauge yeah. survived so long, uh, but uh, there are narrow gauges all over the country uh, during the brief heyday of, of kind of narrow gauge fever. Um, and uh, so it's kind of a unique, uh, most of them disappeared, mm -hmm. uh, you know, by 1900, 1920, <clears throat> but these broadtop carried on um, because it was sort of off, you know, by itself and it had a, uh, uh, you know, important role uh, providing coal traffic to the Pennsylvania Railroad. Um, they also had interchange uh, uh, freight cars where they would uh, change the trucks out from underneath standard gauge cars. I, I've, you had one of the photos. That's the one of the photos in the gallery. They yeah. literally like they, do they have to jack up the car yeah, and then yeah. and then swap the trucks out. Right, right. So yeah, those tracks right. are still. Well, I don't know if they're in service, but they're in place. They're in place, although I, that's not part of the purchase re recently. That, okay, that's okay. still in place, but unfortunately, that's not part of the purchase. But okay. a lot of it is still in existence, and you can see the see the heritage there. That's fantastic. And I, I got to ask you one last question. Yeah. Um, when are you going to head out to uh, visit this? I, uh, this summer, I hope. Yeah. Okay. I just can't wait to see what's, what's happening with it. I haven't been there for, oh boy, 20 years probably. Okay. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing, seeing what happens with it. Well, so. okay. Me, I lied. I'm going to ask you one more question. What is your favorite memory from the East Broadtop? Because I never actually went there. I wanted to, but I just I didn't get to go. Well, my favorite memory, I, uh, I've been there twice only, uh, and then once more recently when it wasn't running, but I rode it twice, and uh, the first time I was there was the late 70s, and uh, I'd never seen it, I'd been reading about it for years, and uh, always wanted to go, and it was just, uh, just magical. You know, you're in this uh, sort of isolated area, small town, mm -hmm. uh, with the railroad shops. Um, it's, it was like stepping back into the 19th century, because there's, you know, the, main, the, the nearest big road is a long way away, and uh, the big the big thing in town is the railroad, and uh, it's um, 
it was just all all left over from from the you know the early part of the 20th century. Wow, amazing, mm -hmm. amazing. So we're going to try and um, get all this information to you as it develops, and be assured that Trains Magazine and uh, and the good folks around all the Kalmbach, Kalmbach titles are going to be covering this in the months and years to come. Rob, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Steve. Glad to be here. Yeah, glad you're here. And check out this story and all these stories on Trains Newswire, trainsmag.com, trainsmag.com slash news. For everyone at Trains, we hope you have a great weekend.